Last week, Sally took us to Western Australia. We enjoyed some of the highlights of the southern parts of Western Australia. So we're going to balance the ledger today and she's going to take us to the northern delights of Western Australia. Talking travel, Sally Lucas, our last program and for the year... Yes, for the year only, Jane. And, um, of course, more next year because the world of travel will be opening up. We hope so, don't we? And, I mean, certainly at the moment we're having a little bit of a worry again with some, you know, border closures, etc. But hopefully that'll be just a temporary thing as as it has in the past so that we will still be continuing to travel in our own country, I think, for a while, Jane. I think the actual international side of things will be quite a way off. But Mm. certainly, you know, we've just got to... Be prepared that there are going to be hiccups along the way. But so I've still got to talk about Western Australia, even though we might be in a bit of a minor lockdown at the moment. But we started, as you said last week, Jane, when we were talking about the southwest mainly. So I thought I'd just start as if we're doing a bit of a driving holiday, if you like, which is part of what we did. And um, driving north this time now, so we're moving out of Perth, which is a delightful town, by the way, and that King's National Park, isn't it beautiful? Fantastic. Mm, what, what they When you think what it was like originally and how hard it was to develop that park, mm. it was just very rocky bush and it's now spectacular. Mm. Anyway, yes, driving north. So firstly, if you want to drive north, it's, it's a lovely coastal drive as well. Cervantes is a town there which is about probably just on 200 k's north, uh, northwest of Perth. And um, it was named after a ship that was wrecked, wrecked, wrecked nearby. And the ship in turn was named after Miguel de Cervantes who wrote Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot of Spanish influence there and a lot of their streets and so on are, are Spanish names as well. Famous for its fishing and nearby there, of course, which you go to or go there for, are the Pinnacles, which are in the Nambung National Park. And also there's a saline Lake Thetis, which contains stromatolites, which are living fossils. And, of course, you've got to be very careful not to not to stand on them and stay on the boardwalk, etc. So the Pinnacles, of course, are just quite unique in themselves. They're, they're sort of geographical features in Australia that are lunar-like I guess, formations, and some of them are high and some are low, but they're just really wonderful limestone formations that you can wander through. It's it's quite a very interesting place to go. And as I said, with this, uh, the living fossils, of course, they're estimated to be more than 3,000 years old as there as well, Mm. which is really quite amazing. Once you've left there, you can go up to to Geraldton. And, of course, Geraldton's, I guess, one of its largest coastal cities on the Batavia coast, which is about 420 k's north of Perth. And it's famous, actually, for its fishing and particularly its lobsters, quite famous for its lobsters. And, of course, just offshore from there, about 60 k's offshore, you've got the wonderful coral-fringed Abrolhos Islands as well. Um, And then from there, of course, you can head up to the spectacular gorges of the Kalbari National Park. But don't also forget Geraldton is really quite famous. Well, that whole area around that coastal area of its wildflowers once they start coming. Spring is a great time to go. Oh, it's fabulous. I suppose the only thing is you've got to work out whether it's an early spring or a well, late spring. But yeah. there are always going to be flowers wherever you go in Well, Western we were Australia, quite late. Yeah, well, we were there in November, that particular driving holiday, and they were still around yes, then. Good. So, you know, yes, they do can stay on a bit longer. You're probably better to go maybe a touch later than a touch earlier in case you're winter 
is a bit longer, and that way you won't miss out. The other thing there at Geraldton, though, is, of course, it's had a lot of tragic, tragedy there with shipwrecks, but also the HMAS Sydney. And there's a memorial there. Of course, they lost 645 crew members in 1941. So it's an interesting town to go to. And from there, you head up to Kalbari. Now, Kalbari National Park is spectacular. 186,000 hectares in size, and it's at the lower reaches of the Murchison River. And again, you get some wonderful wildflowers in season two. So you've got lots of um, interesting walks and gorges, and they're up to 400 million years old. So, I mean, and they've got one called this beautiful um, 500-metre walk you do from the car park where you get to nature's window, which is quite spectacular. You have a lot of people take a photo looking through this window down into the gorges, which is really quite spectacular. It can get extremely hot there. I wouldn't suggest doing it in November like we did, though I didn't go too deep down into the gorges because you get no air. And once you're down there, it can easily reach 50 degrees. There's no water, so they always suggest you carry three to four litres of water if you're doing any walks, actual walks there. But mainly go very early if you have to, if it's in the warmer months. And of course, they've now got the new Kalbari Skywalk, which you've got twin skywalks uh, built 100 metres apart along the west loop of the across the gorge from nature's window so it's, that's going to give you now which was just being starting to be built when we were there a couple of years ago so that'll be pretty spectacular so views everywhere views everywhere and don't forget the actual in the township or just out of the township um, about 5k's you've got the wonderful Kalbari coastal cliffs and the walks you can do along there and some of the the bird life you'll see is just spectacular as well so it's really quite fantastic and then after that you can head up to Shark Bay area where you've got the wonderful Hamlin Pool, which, again, they've also got these stromatolites there as well. But it's a wonderful boardwalk where you can go there and an old, uh, the old Hamlin Pool telegraph station is interesting to do there as well. But, of course, you, you often go up to Exmouth and so on to swim, of course, with the whale sharks, which it's famous for, or near, um, not before you get to, or near Denham, which is the town, you've got Monkey Mire, of course. With which the is, dolphins. With the dolphins. Yeah. So you've got all these wonderful things you can do. The dolphins you can do year round of course the sharks subject to when they turn they always do turn up they can come as early as March but they usually suggest if you go later in the winter months is more likely that you'll have that ability to be able to swim with the whale sharks so look there's just so much to do up that coast is from Perth as far as you know Ningaloo and Monkey Mire etc. Your station to on RFM as we talk travel Sally Lucas and I and we're in Western Australia and we're about to go up to an area Sally that you probably visit in the cooler months of the year rather than the warmer months <laughs> Most Definitely. Though having said that, I mean, I think with everyone, well, even now it'd be even worse, I suppose, but up with people having been able to travel again to Western Australia with caravans and so on. It was a few years since we were there. Gosh, I think it's about eight. Isn't that dreadful how time goes? I I can't believe it's that long. But, you know, even then, you know, if you went there in the winter months, particularly it was like Pitt Street in Broome, um, you get a lot of grey nomads, a lot of people travelling. So that's probably more now. Who knows? But um, anyway, it it is a very interesting town and and they say it's where the red dirt meets the ocean and that is basically it. But it was been a colourful pearling capital of um, Australia and the world, I guess, for a long time. And, of course, it's now a gateway to the West Kimberley, of course, and also for your lovely Kimberley cruises, which are just absolutely wonderful. Um, The town, of course, is surrounded by the tropical waters of the Indian Ocean, and you've got that wonderful white sandy stretch of Cable Beach. 
and that contrasts with those beautiful red rocks of Gantome Point and Roebuck Bay, etc. Not to forget the staircase to the moon, which you can do at various dates. You can have a look at the, onto a West Australian website for Broome. Just Google it, and you'll be able to find the dates of when you can view that wonderful you, you spectacle. Need a f- full moon, don't you? A full moon, and it's the way it reflects on the water. And there's different vantage points they suggest are the best to view it from. And it rises. The full moon rises across the exposed tidal. Flats, giving the, uh, I guess the um, impression of a staircase is going all the way up to the moon. It's it's quite spectacular. Basically, between March and November next year, there'll be various dates in all the months that you can do the staircase to the moon. And of course, it's had such a wonderful Asian background because a lot of the pearl divers came from from China. So there's and Japan and Japan. Mm. Yes, yeah, I'm going to say it's got a, a strong Asian influence there, very much so. And you've still got your deck chair theatre and all these wonderful things. It's a quaint, interesting town, interesting museum um, Cable Beach at sunset you sit at the bar there at the Cable Beach Club, I mean it's quite spectacular but there's some lots of spectacular places to do, uh, to see and do now the cruise of course you can do a lovely you know 10 night cruise from Broome to Darwin and it really is spectacular and I've said to you Jane before it's interesting I'm just reading it by someone else now that the Antarctic and the Kimberley are similar and you'd think, how can they? But that because they're so special in different ways, and you never know what's going to be around the corner. And they're remote. Both and of and them. well, and they're remote. And this was said by Mick Fogg. Now Mick Fogg was in charge of the expeditions, etc. When we were on the Orion, as it was back then, it's now a Lindblad National Geographic ship, and he's moved on to Pernod for the French company, and he's their expedition leader there. And he says like a lot of comparisons are made between the Kimberley and the Antarctic, because um, he said you never know what you're going to find, as I just said, saltwater crocs, dugongs, bottlenose, dolphins, humpback whales, and that's just a small taste. But it's not only that, it's when you go ashore, you know, to the Guion and see the, the rock art, which is quite spectacular, um, to do any of the, the tidal thrills, you know, Horizontal Falls, Montgomery Reef is just spectacular. Uh, oh, we could go on and on, couldn't we? Even a plane wreck, you go across and see where a plane actually came down and these trackers eventually rescued these people and had to walk you know, huge amount to get to get them help because it was in quite a remote area. So, yes, look, the Kimberley, if you've not done it, please put it on your bucket list. It, it is no words. Oh, I feel the same about Antarctica. You can't find enough words to express the beauty and the wonder of both those areas. And, and it really, if it is on your bucket list, try and do it soon. I, As I've said before, I like doing it when we did in April, mainly because you do get all the waterfalls full after the wet. That's the only thing you would miss out on by doing it in the dry season. You're not going to get those spectacular waterfalls. But the scenery is still spectacular. And anyway. don't forget the Gibb River Road. No, well, if you're going to do that, you've got that to do as well. You've got your road trip you can do. And like most of the roads now are pretty good too. And, Although that's a four-wheel drive. But, well, that one is the actual Gibb River. But, but there's yeah. plenty of other and wonderful gorgeous. Oh, and and flights. Like again, back to the flights. It's good to do your flights over these areas, uh, over the archipelago. You know, at the Buccaneer, etc., and even over the falls themselves. We can do these wonderful helicopter flights with open doors. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Mm. that was a bit. Yes, you do have a seatbelt, don't you? Oh yes, you have to. <laughs> you have to have the seatbelt on, of course. Um, yes, but look, it, it is just a wonderful part of our country, as we are so lucky and so blessed to have such a wonderful country to explore.
And each state has beauty, absolute beauty, in all sorts of nooks and crannies that you can get away from the madding crowd if you so desire these days, which most people should be doing anyway, um, and doing our social distancing. But yes, look, just a beautiful, beautiful country. And I think we've been looking after it so well lately. Let's let, hope we all continue to do so. To a new RFM. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and it's time to take a look at the hot deals there might be around at the moment. Sally Lucas. Okay, Jane. So we've been talking about Broome and the Kimberley and cruising. And at the moment, uh, Pernod's making an end-of-year offer that you can save an extra 5% on any voyage, uh, booked by 5 January, though. Uh, and they've also got a few new Kimberley expeditions they're putting on because it's just becoming so popular. Um, so you've got one the 10th of September next year. Um, also on the 30th of June and the 10th of July are two additional ones they're putting on as well. Now, they are one southbound. The June one is the southbound, and the other one in um, July is just doing the return northbound. So they're available, and also they've still got the one in September, which is a normal one they had scheduled as well. But you can get a further 5% if you're doing that. Um, Now, also, if you're wanting to do something a little bit different, you can do um, Globus Holidays. There's normally only been a company that's operating in Europe. It's really interesting now how we're getting all these companies now are offering travel destinations in Australia, which is lovely to see. So um, is this travel destinations for overseas people or for, for Australians? Us. Well, for, for us. us so. For us. Yeah. So they're offering us holidays in our own country, whereas before they were offering us holidays in Europe. Or America. But they know good customers when they see Absolutely. Them. So this is a contrast to the Kimberley. It's a 10-day Darwin to Broome. You get an art masterclass led by a local Indigenous artist. You get two nights at the Emma Gorge Resort at El Questro included in that. You visit the Zebedee Thermal Springs and you do a craft beer tasting in Broome as well. Now that's the 8th of September next year if you're interested in doing that holiday, which looks really interesting indeed. Um, Now this one here is with Outback Spirit. This is quite soon, but what they're doing, they're offering you a spectacular wet season adventure. So it's in February um, next year, and you've got a book by 31 December, though, and they're getting a saving of $600 per person off that if you're wanting to do that particular holiday. So February next year, and it's an eight-day, and that is including uh, flights as well. So they're doing um, helicopter flights and three scenic flights over the Kimberley Coast, and, of course, the incredible Mitchell Falls in flood, which is quite spectacular. Mm. Um, You do a magnificent um, adventure up to the wonderful King George Falls, and you have three nights at a luxurious safari camp on the Mitchell Plateau and two nights at Faraway Bay, looking over the beautiful Timor Sea. And you're doing a guided Indigenous rock art tour as well in the Lower Mitchell Falls. So that's some really interesting things. And also, we were talking Antarctica, and they've also, Pernod, also offering uh, rebates on that as well. And they've got some new itineraries out for 2021-2022 into that, that area. And something really interesting, Jane, which you've mentioned occasionally, is the red crab migration rather on Christmas Island in 2021. So there's possible spawning dates, they say, for next year are 28 to 30 November and 28 to 30 December. And they say you're just finding yourself in the middle of a David Attenborough documentary, you feel like, when you're doing this. It occurs once a year where you see these 
red crabs as they go all across the island, which is quite amazing. And it's a seven-night package from Perth, including accommodation, car hire, an island orientation tour, and be able to view this wonderful uh, red crab migration. But of course, you've got other lovely things on Christmas Island as well, with tropical forest waterfalls, swimming with whale sharks over there as well, mm. etc. So yeah, and from there too, if you wanted to, you could do the Cocos and Keeling Islands. So that's the seven-night package. Ex-Perth, so you've got to get yourself your own flights to Perth, and it's just over $2,000, which isn't bad for a seven-night mm, package. Yes. So that's really worth considering something really different. Yes, certainly is. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Well, thank you, Jane, and thank you to all our listeners um, as well. It's been a hard year for a lot of us and not an easy one to get through, but let's hope 2021 is kinder and safer and hope we are all kinder and safer as well to each yes, other. Yes, I think that's that's the main thing, that we, we continue doing what we need to do and staying safe and, and healthy. Thanks, Sally. Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next year in February on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.